And he goes, don't be a hero, mate. And I said, I'm not trying to be a hero, but the police are coming. Good evening, and this city remains stunned by yesterday's massacre. They are indeed. Let's get murdering. What were you thinking that first moment when the crocodile latched on? Smell the glory, daddy. Send your knuckle butt. I was singing, I'm gone. Hi, I'm Barney Black. And I'm Tara Saraban. We make bloody murder. Indeed. It's a weekly true crime podcast focusing on lesser-known serial killers and crime stories from Australia. And around the globe. I like eating bananas and punching children. And I ran out of bananas. <laughs> bloody murder is available on iTunes, Stitcher. And pretty much everywhere. Thank you for listening to the Martinis and the Macabre podcast. This show contains graphic content and explicit language and is intended for adults. Listener discretion is advised. some uh, bad news. What's that? With a heavy heart, um, this is my last podcast. What? Yeah. I went to the doctor, and I'm going to have to have both of my feet removed. <laughs> and I said, doctor's out of the country. say what? He said, what? I said, bye. And I just ran. <laughs> ran on your bad feet? I ran. I ran so far away. <laughs> so you are now listening to Erica and a Venezuelan. I'm going to Venezuela. So the doctor won't cut off your feet, huh? Yep. <laughs> I'm pretty sure ain't no doctors in Venezuela. You ain't about that foot loose. <laughs> uh, for anybody listening, last week I gave mention to Little Miss Two Left Feet. I'm not going to bother getting into it. Just listen to the last episode. Yeah, if you're listening to this one, you need to listen to the last one anyway. Because this is the second part of a two-part. But um, she came <clears> in, <throat> like, the next week. <laughs> I fucking knew it, too. She, she didn't? Ah, she, she walked in. Hmm. She walked in. So right there, she, she gave it all away. She didn't roll up to you? No, no, she, did. she didn't wobble or nothing. Walked in. <laughs> as soon as I saw her get out of the car, I'm like, man, your shit's weak. Your shit's weak, you fucking faker. And um, she came in and she was like, I finally know who you are. And I was like, great. <laughs> she was like, you're Irwin's boy. You know, the Irwin that works at that metal shop around the corner. I said, no, I'm not. And she said, it, it, dude, she said, yeah, you are. And I went, no, I'm not. Are you sure? They said, no, I got your dad on Facebook. That's Irwin. Said so my dad's not on Facebook and his name ain't Irwin. Bitch looked me right in the eye, both of them, <laughs> and said, "Are you sure? <laughs> Am I sure? Am I sure?" So it, it threw me off enough. I called my dad and I was like, "What's your name?" And he said, "Irwin." I said, "Fuck!" And I just hung up the phone. <laughs> and we never knew. How the fuck are you gonna ask me in my sure? <laughs> Because that's good old Indiana stupidity for you. I don't you. know, Miss Peg Legs, I guess. Do you have cold Pepsi? 
Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, come on now. I literally told him, are you fucking with me right now? <laughs> Welcome to part two, 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 two. I could just add echo effects afterwards, but no, we're going to keep it like that. That, 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 that. That sounded good, 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 good. <laughs> okay. Welcome to Martinis and the Macabre, the podcast where we drunkenly discuss morbid murders, mysteries, and mayhem. And mothers that walk into my store acting like they know what's up. Talking like they're going to fly to fucking Germany because the doctor wants to take their feet. I'm Erica. I'm joined by my husband and co-host, Billy. I'm Irwin's son, Billy. Yep. Hey, Irwin. Good old Irwin. I never met you, so you and I need to have a fucking conversation. We know someone whose dad was named Irwin, but it's not your dad. So. Good man, too. He's Very good man. good man. I also have a little tidbit to share. I just recently had to do my TB certification or recertification so that I can give TB tests. If you've listened to this show from the beginning, you know what TB is. It's tuberculosis. <laughs> the silent killer. <laughs> The consumption. And while I was doing my online schooling, which they had us do these ridiculous, like, five-part modules, and it included, like, the history of TB and when shit was discovered and all this other crap. Anyway. So, the next time you're getting a TB test or getting a TB shot where they put that bubble in you, ask them to recite the history. And if they can't, then they're faking it. It's stupid. But I did learn me something about some TB. What's that? It is not just in your lungs. You can have oh, yeah. it in your genitourinary Gen- system. Gen- genitals, yeah, yeah. You can have it in your bones, bones and joints. And yeah. You really know all that, hun? All in there. All? All in there. All of that. Yeah. You can also so, get it in your ear. And? Yes. Anywhere else, hon? Anywhere where there's a spot for tuberculosis to be kosis, and then it's going to do it. It'll do it. You can't tell it what to do. TB will do what TB wants to do. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> nobody puts tuberculosis in the corner. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's a little fun fact for you. You don't just have to be hacking up a lung. You could have it in your fucking knee right now, for all you know. You could be hacking up a knee. You could have it in both feet. And they might have to amputate them. Let them. Or don't. Whatever. I'm not, yeah. gonna I'm not your dad. Don't you let them take your fucking feet. I'm not your dad. You I'm run. Not, I'm not Irwin. Run for the border. Get over that wall that still hasn't been built. Get out. With your feet. With your feet. All right. So, where we left off last week, we... Do you think the listeners can hear me scratching, Sage? Maybe. I'm scratching my little baby doll here. Yeah, she's pouting right now she's so sad <laughs> we're not giving her attention i am and she's even had two car rides today don't say it she'll, don't say rides she'll freak out mm. you go ahead honey i'm just gonna see her and pet her for a minute and show her attention and love okay well we <laughs> left <laughs> off oh you go are you done i'll just i'll do it quietly okay shut up <laughs> go ahead okay so the last episode we covered the mysterious death of colonel philip shoe 
And I went through all of the basic facts of the case, how they found his body, the autopsy report. So I mentioned how his wife, Tracy, hired this other doctor to re-examine the case, and he thought it was homicide. He's the famous autopsy guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. And... Oh, just so you know, I can't really follow along too much. My tablet, I forgot it at work, so I can't pull up the email. I can't pull it up on my phone because as of right now, it's updating. So. You have the paper literally on that table next to you. Well, I like hearing you You go. Erica, go. <laughs> God, that is the epitome of all laziness. <laughs> I have to turn a page, so I'm not going to read along. i got to use the bathroom, but I don't want to get up. <laughs> And uh, I finished the last episode talking about just all of the kind of strange and not-so-strange things that they found at the actual crime scene or what's, what's wreck. Weird. Is it things that are not so strange? <laughs> really, it doesn't equal the strange shit. The strange mm-hmm. shit really outweighs the normal shit you'd find. Yeah. The only thing that's normal you found is a dead body. How it's dead is... That is the question. It's totally different. So this week, we're going to discuss the investigation and aftermath after Colonel Shu died. And then go back over everything and ask some what-the-fuck questions. The Colonel's wife was not actually informed of his death, which you will recall happened in the morning hours, around 8-ish. And he'd been gone from home for two hours, and nobody can account for those two hours. But she wasn't informed until later in the day. She said, it feels like yesterday. When the sheriff and minister arrived at our house that day, it was approximately 3.30 p.m. I've never known for certain why it took them so long to notify me. A couple of hours later, Al Augsier from the Department of Public Safety arrived to talk with her. Tracy recalls that Augsier blurted out, Oh, by the way, is there any reason your husband would have duct tape around his wrists and ankles? Tracy was still unaware of the mutilation at this point. But she was catching on. <laughs> yeah. Usually the dead giveaway is the duct tape. She just knew he'd been in a car wreck and he was dead. She didn't have any information about the duct tape or, you know, the weird mutilation on his body. Did you know anything about the duct tape around him? No, no. What, what, what <laughs> else is... Just tell me. Please tell me. Did he have his nipples? <laughs> That's exactly how the conversation went, Billy. I was there. Yeah. I wasn't. You weren't. I'm lying. Yep. He had his nipples when he left today. (laughs) Did her morning nipple check, and I checked them off. Well, Tracy didn't know about that, but as as, as soon as it was mentioned to her about the duct tape, she immediately remembered the several life threatening letters that Philip had received and happened to be saving in a file. This ain't Columbo. Like, we'd. Somebody would have put that shit together eventually, so... Yeah, we've already discussed um, the letters in the last episode, so go back and refer to that. But she gave them all to the authorities and then opened her home and property to investigators, hoping that they could find some clues. But it would be another month before Tracy found out about her husband's wounds. A reporter with the San Antonio newspaper called Tracy and asked for a comment regarding Colonel Shue's mutilated body. I Which thought, is a fucking dick move. I thought that, because the way you said it, I thought the newspaper was called Tracy. And I was like, that's fucking weird. 
That's where your mind went. Yeah. Is it called Tracy? Oh, San Antonio newspaper. Uh, okay. Look at look at me. Are you sure? <laughs> Did I just piss you off? I'm sure, Irwin's son. Ugh. God. So calling the victim's wife and asking about a comment on his mutilation is pretty dickish anyway, but she was completely unaware of this. And so then he proceeded to continue being a dick and proceeded to fill Tracy in on all the gruesome details. (laughs) Uh, Do you know about how he died? Can you give us a comment? Please, this is so hard. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Well, well. let me tell you. (laughs) You got a minute? (laughs) And I cannot for the life of me fathom why these facts weren't even disclosed to her before this point by the authorities. You know who this reporter... How did it get to a reporter? Do you know who this reporter reminds me of? Philip Seymour Hoffman. God rest a great fucking actor. Mm-hmm. The tabloid guy in Red Dragon. He was such a fucking worm. Mm-hmm. Such a piece of shit, you know? God, I was so happy when he died and when Carl's mom died in The Walking Dead or some of the two <laughs> best deaths I've moments. seen on screen where I got up and clapped. In Tracy's 2008 interview with 48 Hours Mystery... She was asked why they had not gone to the police with the warning letters sooner. She responded, quote, We as military members are clearly trained to first go through our chain of command. It's drummed into us from day one. I don't know what the military did or did not do, and I don't think I'll ever be privileged to the information. So, would you concur with that? If I was getting... Wait, if you were getting death threats, or if I myself was getting death threats... They're both military. I know, but are you asking me as the guy or me as the wife? He was asking why either one of them. Okay. And they went through the chain of command. I, with me and you, it's different. Meaning, he got married to another soldier. That's fine. Okay. They both were military. Me and you, we've known each other since like the seventh grade. I'm telling you first. I knew you before I became a soldier. So I would tell you first. Yeah, and she was aware. They're saying, once you guys knew, why didn't you go to authorities? She's saying, because we're supposed to follow our chain of command. Okay. I think, I mean, and don't hold me to this, especially if you're listening out there and you're a veteran. I would privy the thought to, like, okay, if, if you're that person's, like, where, what was he, a major? So Colonel. Say, oh, he was a colonel. Okay. Say he went to, like, the... Uh, commanding general of the post or the brigadier or the 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 brigade commander of his unit or something like that right Mm -hmm. i would think that he would the the commander would be like okay i appreciate you telling me this did this happen do you live on post do you live off post do you live off post okay if you live off post you need to go to your local authorities and then like what they i think what they would do is they would sign a liaison between the military police central or, or criminal investigation division the local police, the local sheriff, and they would come together and try to figure this whole thing out. They, they do work together on shit, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's what I think would happen. That sounds, to me, that sounds bullshit or it sounds lazy or it sounds like you're trying to make up a reason for not doing anything. Okay. But that's just me. Feel free to comment on Facebook and Twitter and everything. Let me know what you think. I think, I think your commander would urge you to take care of shit in your personal life 
I would think so, too. I would be the commander, like, well, thank you for bringing this to my attention. But this is also the same military personnel that are saying this is a suicide, so... I know. But, see, at the same time, though, once he turns up dead, he know The commander would know, or would have to know, or I hope he would know, that, okay, if something happens, the local police are going to get involved. You have to get the local police involved now. Otherwise, it's going to look like we're trying to hide shit. You have to let them know now that we know this. And yes, we are just as concerned as the local police. That way, if something happens, you're like, hey, we contacted you guys. Mm -hmm. We tried to work with you guys. You know what I mean? It sounds very, I don't want to say cloak and dagger. To me, it really sounds like in their house, in the kitchen, while they're waiting on the fucking roast to come out of the oven, they're like, well, let's just not worry about it. And then she's like, well, we had to go through the chain of command. Like, she's just trying to make up shit to say, we fucked up and we really should have really investigated this further. And the thing is, she went on and on about how after he started receiving the letters he got anxious and depressed and worried for you know someone coming and killing him so if you're that concerned and it's affecting you that much i'm i'm still kind of leery of why proper authorities weren't notified just my opinion yeah if i came to you with this in in a weird way i'd be let down if you didn't say Let's go to the cops. Mm-hmm. This is some serious shit. Yeah. Well, yeah. what do I know? During that same interview, she was also asked if she felt that her husband was tortured by someone familiar with sadomasochistic techniques. She answered, I believe that the injuries that he sustained are consistent with an act of sadism, and they certainly are sexual in nature. When asked, she denied that Philip had a fetish for this himself, Nipples getting cut off, I don't know if that's a fetish or sexual in nature. Well, just sadomasochism in general. Okay. Okay, any S&M guys out there, or gals, um, nipple removal? In fact, don't I answer. Think it's don't more, answer because you, know, you might, I don't know if you want to put yourself out there like that. The he, You know, he had the little cuts on his chest and he had the duct tape on. I think that's more what they're talking about, not necessarily cutting your nipples off. The nipples stick with me. That's weird. When asked, she denied that Philip had a fetish for this himself and remarked that she had never been asked that before and felt like it was an important question that she would have expected investigators to have asked her. And I would concur. Yeah, but just because he never says a fetish doesn't mean it's not a fetish. Everybody, everybody has that one thing that they probably don't tell their partner, even even when pressed, that they're like, they kind of keep that to themselves. And that's fine, but the fact that no one had ever asked her that until this interview five or eight years later, whatever it was, by a reporter. Yeah. No one in authority had ever asked her that. <laughs> like, you should be a cop. Why aren't you a cop? You're really good. <laughs> well, this line of questioning, of course, was asked since Philip's ex-wife, Nancy was a trained sex therapist who had studied sadomasochism. It sounds so much freakier when you say trained. <laughs> Don't it? It just it doesn't change the meaning or anything. It was like, let's go see a sex therapist. I don't know if I want to. Let's go see a trained sex therapist. Like, damn. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Has it gotten that bad? I don't know. It just it doesn't change anything. It just sounds it just hits the ear wrong. <laughs> The lead investigator on the case, Roger Anderson, never believed that Shu's death was a suicide and completely supports Tracy in her efforts to get justice for her husband. 
He admits that he lost control of the investigation, starting with jurisdictional beef with the state police. Quote, we've got a dead body. We've got mutilation on that body. I couldn't get their attention. Finally, I yelled and screamed at them, get the hell out of my crime scene. And that got their attention, but it also made them mad at me. No shit. Go fig. <laughs> he said this is when investigation became severely hampered. Well, you know what? He w- Dude, seriously, this is how you fix it, okay? Get the hell off my crime scene. No offense. They'd have been fine. They'd be like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> I mean that in the nicest possible way. I mean that in a good Christian way. <laughs> Fuck off my crime scene. Please. <laughs> good sir. I'd appreciate it very much if you'd go the fuck away. Piss off! <laughs> if you would. I told them to go fuck themselves and they got all mad. Why? I don't understand. I don't know. One guy called me an asshole and the other guy did that thing where he stuck his arm out sideways and then he took his other arm and was like, ugh. And I've never seen that since like the 80s. And I even said it in the statement that that's rad. And I haven't said that since the 80s. It was amazing. Sir. <laughs> I was waiting for your punctuation to he, that. <laughs> he took the tips of all four of his fingers and put it underneath his chin and was like, nah. <laughs> and I was like, no one does that. He bit his thumb at me. <laughs> Important evidence may have been lost and leads may have been ignored. Quote, they didn't preserve the crime scene. They didn't preserve the vehicle. So it wasn't handled as if it had been a crime scene or that a crime took place someplace else. They were smoking cigarettes, playing euchre. I don't believe evidence was tampered with. What I believe is that they didn't preserve the evidence. Yeah, they're just out here new boot goofing, playing cornhole. They're like, oh, look at that, it's a dead body. Oh, he's missing his nipples. That's the problem with the local law enforcement. They just have a short attention span. They're like, well, we got a dead body here. Squirrel! (laughs) (laughs) They were uh, taking selfies. (laughs) No, back then it wasn't the selfie period. No. That's before we were cursed with duck face. Yeah. Good times back then, wasn't it? Yeah, with Snake on the cell phones. Snake, yeah. 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 Good times, good times. So Nancy Shue, who was then Timpson, because she had gotten remarried. As a licensed sex therapist. (laughs) was spoken to following Philip's death in regards to the warning letters stating that she was plotting to kill him for his insurance money. She told investigators that she and her husband Don were both at work in Florida at the time of Philip's death and that they were seen and could prove their whereabouts. And in my research, I could not actually find anywhere if this was investigated or not. So I'm not sure if they were actually able to prove that yes, they were in Florida, or if the police even followed through and checked to see if they were in Florida at the time. Sounds, but it doesn't matter if they had hired someone, they could be in Florida. But Sounds kind of rehearsed. No, I wasn't there at the time of the incident. I was in Florida, in a totally different time zone, and, and I was at Steak and Shake the entire time, and I was seen. I was seen, and, and the people that saw me, they were good friends, and here's their numbers. And you go ahead and call them. And I had the uh, double steak burger. And I had two servings of chili. But I don't like oyster crackers. It seems very, like, planned out. And for those of you from Kansas West, 
Steak and Shake is a restaurant. <laughs> it only goes as far as like the Missouri Kansas line or something. So it might have expanded. It's, well, back when we lived in Colorado, we did not have Steak and Shake, and we were heartbroken because Steak and Shake is the fucking bomb. Oh, it's it, where we went after on our prom night. It's where we went after tattoos. After tattoos. And, and many, many 3, 4 a.m. visits after drinking excessively in the bar. Me, anyway. <laughs> um, I have a question for people out in Colorado. This is off topic for sure. Do y'all still... Do, do y'all do breadsticks with cheese? Is it still marinara? Is it still marinara? We asked for cheese and they looked at us like we were fucking crazy. Bitch gave us shredded mozzarella in a cup. Remember that? How, how are we going to dip breadsticks and shredded mozzarella? I don't. Is they, this just an East Coast thing? Maybe something's you, wrong you with us. Dip your breadsticks in cheese. She was Melted like, cheese. We were, we were there. That was right when we got in Colorado. We got to a Pizza Hut and we're like, yeah. And we asked for like breadsticks while we we're waiting on the pizza. And we're like, yeah. Can we, um, and what kind of dipping do you want with it or whatever you know? And we we're like, just cheese, please. And she looked at me like, sorry. <laughs> like we spoke a different language, you know. And I was mm-hmm. like, just cheese, dipping cheese, nacho cheese, or whatever. You know. She's like, okay. Sure, but we have marinara. I'm like, yeah, but can we have cheese? She's like, I'll check with the kitchen. And came back with shredded mozzarella in a cup. Yep. That's when we found out that they don't do cheese dipping breadsticks in the West. Cheese dipping breadsticks in the West? I think how it came out was perfectly fine. I think you're just, you know, scrutinizing what I say and making me look foolish. Oh, I don't need to do that, hun. <gasps> You're right. Yep. Back to the story at hand. I want some breadsticks. <laughs> so, yeah, I couldn't uh. find... Don't you hurt me. Sorry. So I couldn't find anywhere about whether that was actually investigated or not. But, of course, you know, police aren't going to release that information. But I seriously doubt it was ever investigated because they were real quick to say this was a suicide. But Nancy also added that Tracy and Philip could have fabricated the warning letters themselves. But then she refused to take a polygraph. Okay, that might look bad, but aren't polygraphs, they're not even admissible? They're not, but it's generally frowned upon if the police want you to work with them and you're going to go, no. (laughs) don't look good. But, I mean, to each his own, you completely have the right not to do that. Just kind of odd. If you're all the way in fucking Florida, you're like, hell yeah, hook me up. I I have witnesses. They said I was there. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. I mean, it's your right, though, so. You're going right to spout out all this information and then go, no, I won't take a polygraph. It's your right to plead the fifth. We'll find that out later as well. Yep. Two months after Colonel Shue's death, Tracy filed a civil lawsuit against Nancy and the insurance companies which were USAA and Northwestern Mutual, in an attempt to stop Nancy from collecting on the policies. She claimed that the companies had been warned of the threat on Philip's life, and they had an obligation to cancel the policies, but they hadn't. Tracy's lawyers demanded that Nancy answer questions at the deposition, but she took the fifth and would do so 20 more times during the questioning. And I'm going to put in a little clip from the documentary... 48 hours mystery episode, whatever it is, here. Nancy Shue refused to take a polygraph. And, and ma'am, would you just state your full name for the record? 
Nancy Louise Shu. Were you responsible for the death of Colonel Philip Shu? On the advice of counsel and pursuant to the Fifth Amendment of the United Constitution. As part of the lawsuit, Tracy's lawyers demanded that Nancy answer their questions, but she took the fifth. And did you discuss with Don Timpson a plot to murder Colonel Philip Shu? On the advice of counsel and pursuant to the Fifth Amendment of the Constitution of the United States, Nancy Shu took the Fifth more than 20 times, refusing to answer any questions about murder or motives or torture. Ma'am, were you involved in the torture of Colonel Philip Shu? On the advice of counsel and pursuant to the Fifth Amendment of the Constitution, why not talk to investigators if you had absolutely nothing to do with this? Why not be open and honest with investigators i assert my right against self-incrimination and refuse to answer this question on the grounds that why not sit for a deposition why not come into kendall county and sit in a courtroom and say i had nothing to do with this i assert my right against self-incrimination and refuse to answer this question on the grounds that any answer might incriminate me okay on that clip can't you just say i plead the fifth to everything you're gonna fucking say from here on out or do you have to go through the whole... I think they technically have to ask every single question. God, that's fine. And she was reading it off of a, a card. You can find it in that that episode. You can see her looking down at the card <laughs> and reading it. It's a very long-winded, it's a very I plead long-winded, the fifth. Yeah, it's very very well said. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was just fine. Yeah. And she did that over 20 times. Every question they asked. Two years after Philip's death, the military issued a 20-page psychological autopsy, which is essentially an exam of the deceased's mental state. It was done by two board-certified forensic psychiatrists and concluded that Colonel Shu was depressed, paranoid, and suicidal. And a copy of it can be found within the same CBS News article as the physical autopsy was found. And I believe we shared the link last episode, and I still totally forgot to put it in the show notes. <laughs> it's a good thing I read it out loud. It is, but you could just, you know... It ain't hard to find. Google Colonel Shoe CBS News, and you find it. Colonel Shoe Nipples. <laughs> now, there is reportedly a long history of medical-slash-psychological issues with Colonel Shoe. But his main medical record between 1974 and 1999 couldn't be located after his death. That whole section there. 25 years. Just gone. It can happen. It happened to me. Your entire medical record? My medical record started back up when I got to Texas. Colorado, first tour of Iraq, Korea. We're all lost. Military's fucking up. Oh, uh, man, you know, to be honest, I can't really blame the military. It's a paperwork issue. Shit got lost, and it was right before everything went digital. It was actual physical files that had to get mailed, and they just got lost. Somebody has, somebody knows my blood type and my <laughs> social security it's, number and everything. It's sitting somewhere. But it's just weird. You went to a war zone twice, and he's missing a whole 25-year period of medical records, though. Yeah. That's still kind of weird. I'm just saying mistakes happen. He reportedly had a history of a few blackout periods that included incontinence, which is losing control of the bladder, bowels. Making poo-poos. 
and peepees. But he had been worked up completely by several doctors and specialists, and a physical cause couldn't be found. Dr. Douglas Dion, Shu's own personal psychiatrist, said Shu was responding well to treatment for his anxiety and depression, and said that he didn't believe his patient committed suicide. So now we've got a separate forensic pathologist, the lead investigator, and his own personal psychiatrist all saying they don't think he'd kill himself, along with his wife. But Dr. Dion did report that six months prior to the colonel's death, Philip had disclosed a disturbing dream he had had, involving his car spiraling out of control on his way to work, causing him great harm. Strange. Oh, and then he got in a wreck and died. Yep. He spiraled out of control and had great harm done to him. Nippleless. Yep. It's also reported in one source that I found that no evidence of Shu's antidepressant was found in his blood, but I'm unsure if that is something included in the blood work that was done on him or if that is something that has to be specifically tested for. But he was supposedly supposed to be on, I believe it was Effexor at the time for his depression, but they reportedly couldn't find any in his bloodstream, which implies that he had not been taking it. So meaning like they didn't find his bloodstream. So like, did you, what'd you find in his bloodstream? And they're like, oh, nothing, you know, or whatever. They found the lidocaine yeah. and the Benadryl. But it's like, did you check for his antidepressant? And he'd be like, and, bitch, we did a blood test. And that's what I'm not for? sure of. I'm not sure if they're just saying, well, it didn't come up. Or if that's a medication that you have to specifically test for. What was that? They got done downloading the update, the software update. Sorry, guys. When it does that, it has to restart. That's not, there's nothing I can do about that. But the download's done. Game on. Game on. After years in the court system, the civil case brought by Tracy finally went to court in 2008, which is, I believe, the year that this um, episode of 48 Hours Mystery came out because they were following her at the time. Tracy did not win it as it was declared the insurance companies did not really have any duty to cancel the policies. Nancy got the $1 million, and Tracy ended up getting $1.8 million as she was listed as the beneficiary on the policy that Philip owned. But there was one small kind of victory. Texas Judge Bill Palmer declared during the lawsuit that Colonel Shue's cause of death should be changed from suicide to homicide. Although Kendall County authorities and the Air Force have refused to comply with the ruling, questioning whether Judge Palmer has the authority to change a cause of death. And that, I'm pretty sure, is something that the medical examiner has to decide. So I'm not sure where this judge was pulling this idea out of. Thin air? His ass? Um, He's not a doctor, and he can't technically say that. Yeah, he can say, I strongly believe that this needs to be reinvestigated. But he can't declare that you have to change the cause of death, because... I'm a judge and I say, no, that's not how it works. You think he did it to shut everybody up? And he was like, okay, look, they're not going to cancel the policy. They had no obligation to cancel the policy, so you're not going to win that one. But you did get the insurance policy for this one. And if it makes you sleep better at night, now it's a fucking homicide. You happy? You think it was like one of those things? No, because he actually, I believe, they wouldn't let cameras in the courtroom, but he did have a statement for... CBS or 48 Hours Mystery or 
whatever channel it was. <laughs> so Tracy felt some kind of vindication. But Kendall County authorities felt a little different. They've requested several times for Tracy to pick up Philip's wrecked car from the impound lot at Estorden. She has continually refused, saying that the car is a crime scene and that the authorities have an obligation to treat it as such. I guess and she, I would agree. She's not wrong. Now, Especially since the judge declared it a homicide. Yeah, but he can't change legally what the cause of death is. So he can say that all he wants, but everyone else has still said, no, it's a suicide. So... If they want to get rid of it that bad, I know that sounds heartless, auction it off. They auction off cars all the time. Okay, that's a destroyed car. Destroyed car. Auction it off. Sell it for scrap. Sell it for parts. If you don't want it on your lot, you can get rid of it. At this point, you're kind of just being dicks. Yeah, it's, it's the simple fact that they're not even, they never even considered that that car could be a crime scene. It's just a wreck, a heap, but. We need to be cops because we, we ask the real questions. You a cop? Working on that. No, I'm not. Colonel Philip Shue was laid to rest in Arlington National Cemetery with full military honors. Regardless of how he may have died. Poor guy. Yeah. So now that we're all depressed because this man's dead in, in the cemetery. It's sad. Let's talk about some weird shit. Weird shit, go. Okay. First thing I want to talk about is the diaper-like debris that was in his underwear. Now, I know in his medical history they said he'd had blackout episodes. He'd had incontinence where he'd lost control of his bladder. So it is possible that maybe he had some type of incontinent pad or brief in his underwear. Like depends? Maybe. But no, it had like ducks and... It had a cartoon sun and moon, like a baby diaper. And he, the physician that did the autopsy even said that it was like the tab of a diaper. The adhesive. Yeah, just the little tab. So, okay. So the, 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 um, the stuff found would be the tab and what comes off and is on, on the tab still, the little fibers that when you take a diaper off well there was that and then there was also like the gel like substance that i couldn't find anywhere that they tested what's the gel like substance is that the absorbent you know, yeah inside the diaper oh, like they take if, the blue water <laughs> take the blue water and put it in there if you have kids or have ever babysat for a kid and they've like taken a nap and just completely wet through their diaper and when you go to change them and they've been soaked. It's like jelly. They've got the little like ball-like jelly things on them. That's what they're saying they found. Although, like I said, I didn't see where they tested it. Our kids really did a number too when they slept. When they did, <laughs> they, they like, they, they like wet through the entire thing. It was like up their back and. Yeah. Man, kids they, will do that. You can't say they weren't hydrated. That's for fucking sure. <laughs> so, if for some reason he was having incontinence, I don't know. If that is something that would fly medically in the military or not, but... I would think not. You can't hold it. Yeah. But I'm not a medical guy in the military. I don't know. But also there's a question. If he did have something in his pants, where did it go? Why is there just a tab in this substance? Also, the tab having a cartoon sun and moon, which I told you guys, I tried to fucking find and I can't. 
That would be indicative <laughs> of... That's in your Google search history. <laughs> that would be indicative of like a baby diaper or a child's diaper. Not an adult incontinent brief or pad or pull up. Because I'm telling you, I take care of the geriatric population. And they don't have cartoon suns and moons on them. I have never seen one with cartoon suns and moons on them. I know this happened years and years ago, but they don't have designs on them. They're not made like to be colorful and pretty because it's fucking old people that can't control their bladders. They don't care about pretty pictures on their underwear. So, you know, my search history is probably way worse. Oh, I doubt it. I mean, if you looked at mine, you'd be, you'd see like, is fisting really that bad? And then like the one right after it's like, where is this Keystone pipeline? Just a bunch of shit. That's just, it does. None of it matches up. And you're like, why are, where is this man's train of thought? I often wonder that. Can you make lethal spitballs? (laughs) Were you planning on trying to make some? Well, if it could be done, <laughs> I like to learn. Oh, and learn you we shall. That's a weird sentence you said. Okay, mm. go. I just don't know. I'm really perturbed by the is fisting that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Do not stick your fist in me. No. No. I've Googled it like I am every... not okay with that. I've Googled it like every three days just to see what the top responses are. Is fisting really that bad? And then so far, it's not favorable. One person's like, well, you know, about it. <laughs> you're a freak. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is, you know. You're... So. You make a sandwich, you gotta eat it, you know. Back to diapers. <laughs> back to diapers. I don't understand why he would have this debris and this tab in his underwear, but not have the actual diaper or brief or whatever itself, and why the fuck did it have cartoons on it? That's weird thing number one. I mean, the idea of fisting is like you can have a person and they're like a puppet. Oh, shut up. They're like your fisting. own personal sock puppet. No, we're not doing this. If I, if I, we're not. If I fisted no. you and started Sir. like moving Sir. my hand, would you be Sir. like, hop a ball on your mouth? Sir. Okay, I won't fist you. Thank you. Tonight. <laughs> anyway. All right, no more fisting talk. Let's talk about diapers. We're, we're past the diaper, son. Okay. So, the colonel's hands and feet had duct tape around them. <laughs> Shoulders, knees, and toes. Duct tape. No. 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 We could just edit that out. <laughs> Start that sentence over. So, the colonel's hands and feet had duct tape around them. Now, I think I mentioned it in the last episode when you watch the episode of 48 Hours. They flash pictures of the scene and then his body and you'll notice that the duct tape on the ankles it's wrapped completely around each ankle individually i'm confused about this and you talked about this in the last episode i'm trying to visualize this so each ankle was wrapped just had duct tape wrapped all the way around it. they weren't no connected. loose ends or anything they're, they're not were, connected they weren't connected they weren't hanging loose just completely around the okay. tops of the boots okay the wrist 
had individual duct tape around each one, but it had loose ends as if it had been connected to something and it broke free or had been pulled. Okay. But not the feet. If you're going to bind someone, why are the ankles not bound either together? Together. Or why do they not have loose ends as if they were tied to like, or taped to like a, a chair leg? I don't understand the point of just putting duct tape around the ankle. <laughs> what is that going to do? I can't picture myself putting duct tape around somebody's ankle going, this will show them. I, I'm, it's, it's perplexing because I can see, you know, if his hands were each taped to something individually like uh, the arm of a chair and he's ripped them free. Then they have the dangling loose ends like we found. Sure. This looks like something done by a collection of morons. Meaning, you ever... Okay, listeners, you ever seen like um, the the old school co- uh, cartoons where you have the crooks, the bad guys, and one's really skinny, and one's really tall and fat, and one's really short and skinny, you know what I'm talking about? You know, like... I thought it was usually short and fat and tall and skinny. No, no, no. I'm thinking more like Tom and Jerry-esque, where like the hat is pulled down past the eyes. He's got the stogie hanging out. He's like the brains. And then the big, fat, tall guy is like the, the brawn. You're anyway. spending way too much time describing this. No, I'm getting somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking the big, fat guy was just like, he told him, was like, ah, duct tape his feet. And he was like, you got it, boss. And then he just duct taped the motherfucker's ankles. And he was like, no, what are you doing? No, you got you to... Like this, boss? You got to duct tape it to something. He's like, well, you didn't say it, duct tape it to something. And he was like, well, do his fucking wrist then. And that's how it turned out. That's how I see it happening. Maybe. I don't, I don't know how you guys do. I pretty much just explained probably a scene from Who Framed Roger Rabbit, now that I think about it. <clears throat> Go ahead, continue. All right, so Philip had multiple injuries from torture, but were they masked by caric injuries there's no blood noted on the shoulders of his shirts so there was actually no active bleeding from the head nothing bled onto his shoulders like how did he get all of those multiple skull fractures and not manage to bleed down his face and his neck and his shoulders that's strange to me almost as like he had a closed head injury Nothing bled. Did he possibly get the fractures before he was wrecked into the tree? Before he was put in the car? I'm just... It bothers me that there's all this blood everywhere else and no blood on his shoulders from all these massive head injuries. And there's blood on the fucking contacts that are sitting underneath his eyes. So, yeah. I, I Something seems odd to me about the whole contact thing seemed weird. Having all these massive head wounds, but no broken nose and no blood on the tops of the shirt, the shoulders. And it takes nothing to break a nose. Yep. Compared to skull fractures, it's a lot See? easier to break a fucking nose. Mine just nose. broke right now. Just because. Takes nothing. I did not lay a hand on her. <laughs> Tell him. Tell him what? Tell him you fell. Tell him you fell. I fell on the stairs that we don't have. He was having a hard day, and I just kept pushing him. Okay. I'm actually, if you guys ever meet me, I'm actually a very sweet person. Yeah, most of the time. All the time. And you're not an ass. <gasps> what? Yeah. Me? Are you? 
Do re mi? Yeah. I'm actually, I'm fucking adorable. Yeah, sometimes. Oh, fuck you. There went that <laughs> neck rub. There went that fisting. <laughs> Guess who just talked their way out of being fisted? <laughs> Hope you're happy. Yes. <laughs> you know, just for that, I'm fisting you. No, no. No, no fisting. You're going to be a human corn dog. So gross. What? You're, you're so the, no, I'm not. Gross. You're the one getting fisted. You're, you're nasty. <laughs> <laughs> you are disgusting. You're like rock of soccer robots. Don't you bring your hands anywhere near me tonight. Stop it. What? Nothing. Oh, okay. I'll get a finger in there somehow. Stop. I put a finger in your ear. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, you guys hear her? She's hitting me. Yep. She's striking me. You shoved your finger down my bad ear. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'll That's make sh- the one that hurts all the time. I'll get the good one next time. Yeah. Do that. Yeah, see? You know, I uh, rehearsed in my head. I didn't do it. I didn't say it. And you wouldn't know it until I said it just now. But all this talk about fisting and everything, you know. And then I looked over. I looked over. This is totally innocent. I looked over and I saw Sage like kind of snoring, and I kind of was like, "Come here, Sage." You know, but I thought, you know, if I do that, they're gonna think I'm gonna try to fist oh, the God. fucking dog. I was like, "Best not, best not do anything." And now you've let us all know that because <laughs> that's what Billy does. Bad, I love my dog. He does. No, that sounded bad too. No, I didn't mean it like that. Billy thinks and does things that are really stupid when no one's around or can hear his thoughts. And then I tell you about And them. then he comes and tells me about them. <laughs> with this look of shame and guilt. And if and I never say like, anything, oh. you'd been none the wiser. And I would have never known had he not told me. And he does it all the time. All the time. <laughs> That's good, though, right? I share. I, I, I share yes. with you. It's scary what you've shared with me. I was making, I chose you. I was making jokes about fisting and everything, and I legitimately wanted to pet my dog, but I knew if I said those things and together, and that's Billy. You went from would been, ah fisting. Oh, I'm gonna give my dog some love. I was like, I wonder how far I could push her to really make her cringe and creep her out, and she is such a cute and beautiful little baby. You come here, you know. So that's what happened. Hmm. Okay. We're going to get back to the weird shit. Still, though, it seems weird. The skull fractures. All over. All over. Like, all around his head. Like, his, his, his skull was basically turned to dust. He had loose bones just, like, hanging out. Yeah, like, you could, like, the corner be like, look, and just, like, poke. And then, like, the nose is fine. Whereas, if you get rear-ended and you're not wearing a seatbelt, your nose can smash into your steering wheel and shatter your fucking nose. Mm-hmm. So, even, like, say... Okay, like, even say you put just a corpse in a car. Like, say this is fucking Mythbusters, but a weird part of Mythbusters where they put they fuck with a corpse. And you reenact it, I guarantee you, the nose will shatter. Yeah. It'll have to. Nine times out of ten. That This is the tenth time, I guess. That's <laughs> I just guess. strange. Because... He's got fractures everywhere. He it fucking knocked his contacts onto his cheeks. I still don't fucking know how that happens. You know, on the coroner's table, like the assistant, you know, they're like going over like multiple fractures on the cranial cavity and that stuff. And he's like, doctor. And then you have a contusion here. Doctor. And then, what? 
Frank, his nose is fine. Look. <laughs> Look, I'm holding the... I'm wiggling. It's there. But his nipples aren't. You think I could break it? <laughs> you think they made bets like $10 you can't break it? Oh $10 you can't because he just rattled around a big metal fucking cage on a highway. And he like practically wrapped the car around the tree. Sunk in. But he didn't break his nose. That's weird. Yeah. That's not even to say like this was murder or this was suicide. That's just when it seems yeah. sticks out. Like that's just fucking Very strange. weird. How do you do that? Okay. Next topic. Why the shaved hair? Why the patches of shaved hair on his chest? What were they there for? The only possible thing I could think of would be someone having to apply an electric device to his skin. I'm going to get all Alex Jones on you. What if this is like some weird psyops torture thing? What if he knew something? They cut his fucking nipples off. He didn't talk. They electroshock therapied his ass. He didn't talk. They went to cut the fucker open and somehow he broke himself free because clearly his ankles were not tied to anything. <laughs> so he could run. And then he got in his car and got in a wreck and died. And that nose is somehow made of iron. <laughs> Given how this whole thing is playing out, what I'm saying could have happened. Could have. Big government cover-up. That's why it's suicide. Quickly suicide. Who knows? I just... The only thing that's odd to me is that some of the areas already had stubble. Like maybe they were done before that morning. But you know, also, post-mortem, when everything starts shrinking back in... Your hairs stay the same length, and your skin shrinks back, so it looks like they're stubble. I gotta figure it out. I don't know. I gotta figure it out. Platinum. He he was sent. (laughs) He was sent to get information, and he was wired. Remember in seven, he they had to shave their chest to put something on. It didn't work out, but the people that tortured him didn't believe him, so they ripped that off. And then through the interrogation, your body's going to do what it's going to do, so it's going to grow hair back. But not in the places they just shaved, where they're going to electrocute your fucking ass. <laughs> he could have. Quite possible they shaved him for a wire. Who knows? And I didn't even I don't understand on. why somebody would have three or four fucking shaved patches of missing chest hair. It's just fucking weird. I'm really smart. <laughs> you are. So... <clears throat> Listeners. A thank you would be in order. Oh, thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Listeners. Psst. Is fisting really oh, that Oh, shut up. <laughs> I could never do it. I would, I'm would. i not yeah. going to knock anybody out there who does it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't either. Don't come near me. I'm not, I wouldn't <laughs> do such a thing. Um, I did read in one report that he possibly changed his will just like five days prior so I don't know if that really has any bearing on anything. I'm not certain. But if he changed it and made, you know, his wife Tracy the beneficiary as opposed to someone else, who knows? But just wanted to point that out that I did come across that in the research. Now, his history of having blackouts. Is it possible 
that he was driving and had one of those unconscious episodes, and that could have caused the wreck. Is that just sleeping? No, you become unconscious. You're Whenever I go pressure... to sleep, am I having an unconscious episode? No. Oh. It's not the same. Now I feel stupid again. <laughs> well, one theory that I... really I... want it to where, like, where I take a nap. I'm like, I'm going to go have an unconscious episode. I'm going to hit you with a frying pan, pull some Catherine Knight shit, make you unconscious. <laughs> Don't unconsciously episode me. <laughs> one theory I read was that... He was propped up in the seat of the car because his seatbelt was on when they found him. So why put a seatbelt on if you're trying to commit suicide? Or <laughs> that's a good yeah. Okay. Why put the seatbelt on if you're fleeing from someone that's been torturing you? That's you're like, trying to get the fuck away in a hurry, or you're trying to kill yourself. Let's strap on the seatbelt. That's like putting a seatbelt on before you commit suicide. It's like sanitizing the skin before lethal injection. It really doesn't make any fucking sense at all. Now, I would have a hard time believing that he was already dead or unconscious and somebody propped him up in there. I mean, because he was able to manipulate his way and maneuver between light poles down the median of the highway and get back on the highway and make a turn... So the only way I could understand that is if they put him in the car unconscious and propped him up, he came to and then started, you know, taking off in quick like hurry. He said, holy shit. What the fuck just happened? Why is my chest cut open? Why are my nipples gone? Where are my nipples? (laughs) My wife checked them this morning and they were here. (laughs) So if he was being tortured... Why, when he took off in the car, did he not drive straight to the cops? He had a working cell phone in the car. Why did he not call the cops? He went off the road after his exit, so he wasn't necessarily trying to get to the police. And he had the working phone. Yeah, if it fell somewhere, he could have just, I can't find it. I need to go. Is it possible that maybe someone was threatening to harm Tracy? And he was trying to get to her before that happened. And he was like, fuck the cops, I need to get to my wife. That's a big question there. Why the fuck didn't he just drive to some help? I have a theory on this whole thing. Do you have your glasses? No. Should I get them? No, it's alright. We'll just pretend that you have them. Billy has his glasses. Glasses on. Okay. I'm going to readjust myself. This is going to get real. Okay. Oh, I feel it getting real. (sighs) Colonel Shu was approached by the CIA or the NSA because they got a tip that there was something going on inside of his unit or at least inside of his base. Can't say anything to your wife about it. That's why she doesn't know anything about it. But he was being extra precautious, so he had... An extra life insurance policy taken out on him, so she's the beneficiary. So no matter how much money was paid out, at least his current wife will get more. He was supposed to wear a wire to find out what was going going on. Maybe he sweat too much, and the files got corrupted because this was back then, and maybe it was being di- di- recorded, you know, on actual recording device instead of electronically or digitally. So they asked him or tried to quote unquote debrief him, and said, "What'd you find out?" 
And he said, I didn't find out anything. And then the CIA or the NSA or some other government agency that probably we don't even fucking know about said, you know what? I don't fucking believe you. You're a soldier, and we asked you to spy on other soldiers, brothers in arms. You're not going to give anybody up. Here, let's ask you. Now let's ask you really hard. So they electrocute him. They tape him up. Probably did that first and did the whole thing like in, like in Lethal Weapon 1. Hit him again, Endo, and then fucking fried his ass some more. He ended up getting electrocuted so much that he passed out. They knew that he was incontinent, so best just put a diaper on him, then just rip the diaper off, take him, put him in a car, put a seatbelt on, because if you don't, he's just going to wiggle back and forth after you fucking put on the gas. Then he woke up, freaked out, started maneuvering, very crazy, and I guarantee you his very last words before he hit was, oh my God, where's my fucking nipples? And then (laughs) crashed. And now he's dead. And so... The CIA is like, you know what? We never had anything to do with this. And then the military is like, well, you know what? They, we had a feeling he was kind of spying on us this whole time. Let's just go ahead and say it's a suicide. Done. Hmm. Glasses off. Interesting. It's quite possible. I just put forth my best logic just now. It's pretty good. Thank you. It's pretty good. And he just has a really fucking hardcore nose. <laughs> Okay, so... Like, he looked down and saw, like, the cut in his chest and saw the nipples going. He's like... And that's why he wrecked us, because he wasn't looking at the road. He was looking at his fucking chest going, What the fuck? And then, (laughs) boom, and now he's dead. Go ahead. Okay, so, going along with that... You don't have to go along with what I said. No, going along with your line of thinking... Oh, okay. You know, they're trying to say this was self-mutilation and he killed himself... So, if it wasn't torture by some unknown entity, and it was self-mutilation, where are the knives, razors, syringes, the vial of lidocaine? Why was none of that found? Did he go somewhere else and do all that and dump it in the trash and then take off in his car? If that was the case, there'd be blood on the outside of the car. You'd think. He would have had to have gotten in the car. Yeah. Not even on his hands. Like, dripping. Like, on the bottom of the door frame, there would have to have been blood. Blood trail. A blood trail. That would mean his blood is somewhere on the ground. Yeah. I think if he if he was tortured, they... I guarantee you, the guy that did the chest cut was his first day. <laughs> he was like... <laughs> that he, explains he, the hesitation mark. Yeah, marks. explains the hesitation mark. I can't, I can't do this. And they're like, send Billy Snuggle Bunny Jones in. <laughs> and next thing you know... His fucking chest is cut open and his nipples are removed. We're like, what the fuck did you do, Lou? Surgical precision. (laughs) And meanwhile, meanwhile, little Adam is in the corner crying, watching Billy Snuggle Bunny being like, this is how you fucking do it. And then just cut fucking nipples off because he can't have such hesitation marks and then cut his chest open and then take off his nipples perfectly. Perfectly. And he's doing all this just looking down at his chest. And there's hesitation marks on the chest, but perfectly removed round nipples. Don't get it. And also, there was no fingerprints found on the duct tape. If he put the duct tape around his own wrists and ankles, where's the fingerprints? I seriously think Adam was one of those agents that was like a bookworm in the clandestine division of CIA. And he was always at the water cooler talking about how he wants to get in the shit. 
And then and then the time came was like, all right, you want to get in this shit? Cut his chest open right now. And he was like, I got this. And then like he puked. He puked. And then Billy Snuggle Bunny Jones had to go in there and be like, I got this. Move, kid. This ain't my first rodeo. And then cut off some nipples and fucking carved him like a turkey. It was like, and then it was one of those things where it's like, this is probably ain't the first time. So it was like, put him in the car. You mean like Beirut? That's right. Just like what happened in Beirut. I'm telling you, this happened. Hmm. I feel pretty good about this theory. That's pretty good. Any other questions for me? <laughs> well, I had other stuff to go over, but you came up with a pretty good theory. No, go ahead. Oh. No, don't use my theory. No, I'm... no, no. It's okay. <laughs> oh, honey, you want fisted later? No. Oh, okay. Okay. So, the letters that Philip received supposedly warning him that he always reportedly found when he was by himself. I wanted to go back to that because, you know, I read it to you. And there's improper spelling, like... The word scary was spelled with a K, but yet they used proper comma placement within the sentences. Almost like somebody was deliberately misspelling it so they would appear not as smart, not who they actually were writing the letter. Yeah, but you could go up to a guy that dropped out of high school and be like, write scary, and I bet you he could do it. I'm saying if you're trying to throw somebody off, that's not the best way to throw somebody off. Yeah, why the misspelling of the word scary? Or did anybody in forensics bother to bring in a type of, like, code breaker? Was there probably a code in what he was trying to say? Why was the colonel always alone when he found these letters that were sent to him? I don't know. Did he possibly write them himself? typed them himself because they were typed just to make it look like the threat from his ex-wife was more than it was in an attempt to get them to cancel the policy. You got me. I'm kind of leaning towards that, that he wasn't truly scared and they never went to the police because he probably downplayed it to his wife and just said, hey, look, you know, we're being threatened. They're talking about killing me. I think he did it himself in hopes that the insurance companies will go, oh, fuck, we need to cancel these policies. What if that is absolutely... Po- what if it's absolutely unrelated? Mm-hmm. Totally unrelated, and he, for this whole time, was trying to fucking get the insurance policies. Or he maybe... What if he did it to himself, thinking, you know, I do this and I'll survive it. I could survive this, but this whole thing if I do it right will be enough so they'll cancel the fucking policies to know that there is a danger on my life I guess I'm just gonna have to put my own fucking life in danger to wake these motherfuckers up and, and then he, it just didn't work and if he did write them himself then that wouldn't explain the depression and paranoia and anxiety and him having to go to his own psychiatrist because his wife says that this only started after he got the letters what if he tied up his own <laughs> What if he wrapped up his own ankles and then went to his wrist and was like, ah, oh, shit, it should probably look like I tore off. So, hold on. And then, like, wrapped it around something that's stable and ripped it so it looked like it. He was like, fuck, I should have done that with my ankles. Nah, fuck. You know, it's too late. Let's just get in the car and go. <laughs> These nipples ain't going to be here forever. You know, somebody's got to do this. 
with the <laughs> with the money I'm saving on this life insurance, I can buy new nipples, pretty uh, ones. <clears throat> I did come across one website called militarycorruption.com, and from what I could see in the post, they initially started out backing Tracy and sympathizing with her and believing, you know, this is something. That needs to be investigated. I sympathize with her too. This sucks. But as it progresses, they lean towards this passive aggressive behavior towards her, saying, you know, why won't you sit down and answer questions? And why did she collect all this money? And they basically say that she's behind it all because she wanted the money. Okay. But if that's the case, why did she let the lawsuit? drag around in court for five years paying lawyers fees and court costs if she was just hey i want i want the money she got the money anyway he already had the life insurance policy she was getting the 1.8 million regardless but she's gonna go file this big huge lawsuit and continue to pay on it for five years just to try and get the extra one million from the ex-wife and i think that's kind of thin yeah And, of course, we already talked about Nancy refusing to take the polygraph and continually pleading the fifth, never wanting to work with the police on this. And we already talked about the medical records that are just poof gone for an exact 25-year period. And the last thing that strikes me as weird is, where's his wallet? Now, remember, his pocket was buttoned. And the whole pocket was ripped away from the pants. But his wallet should have been in there. He had money on him. Cash money. So whoever, if someone did this to him, if they went through his pockets, I would think they would have found the money. But if they just took his wallet, why go to the trouble of buttoning his back pocket back up? Did he have his wallet out? Did he take it out himself and button it back up for some reason? That just seems strange to me. Why is there cash on him but not in his wallet? And where the fuck is his wallet? And it's never been found. You would think he would have it in the car with him at least. Yeah. In that would... fucking tangled wreck up against the trees. You would think there would be knives in there if he did it to himself too. You would, you know. Well, they did find the two little pocket knives, but they weren't big or sharp enough to inflict the kind of wounds that they found on him. Yeah. There is like no evidence whatsoever that he did this intentionally other than some witnesses saying he turned the car and didn't break. Well, what if he went to an unconscious episode? What if he was like, oh shit, I missed my exit. He tried to swing and hit the exit, and lost pulled, control. And pulled a fainting goat. Yeah. He fainting goated. He, what if he was just trying to get to that exit because that was the last one that would lead back to his home? Yeah, and if he missed it, he was like, you know, I can't make the next one. I'll fucking bleed out. Mm-hmm. So... To me, for them saying, yeah, he may have had suicidal tendencies, he may have been depressed or anxious, that still doesn't prove that he actually committed suicide. If anything, this case should be, you know, undecided. Is it homicide? Is it an accident? Is it suicide? They should have an unknown cause of death on his record, if you ask me. All of this shit is weird, and there is a ton of stuff that would suggest that there was possible foul play, but I don't see anything absolutely confirming the fact that he was trying to actively commit suicide, I, especially seat belting himself in. I honestly think, you know, 
I know I talked about the whole torture thing. I honestly think he was probably tortured and was put in a car and maybe he blacked out and woke up himself a couple times or whatever. But I think what killed him was him driving. And I know this is an audio thing, but look at me. Okay. I think this is what happened. Like he's driving and then he's in shock, but shock starts to wear off. And he's like, both hands, 10 and 2. He's like, my fucking chest is on fire right now. And like he took his right hand and just like pulled his shirt and looked down and was like, his shirt what? was ripped St- okay. from the collar all the way down. Sure, okay. So it would have been open. So then like he would have just looked down and was like, oh my God. And then, and then he looked up and then there's something and then boom. Like he took his eyes off the mm-hmm. road to look at the fact that his chest was cut open and he did not have nipples at all. I would absolutely agree with that. I, I don't know if you could consider it homicide because I honestly feel like he accidentally wrecked into the trees. He was going down the highway at what I would consider a normal rate of speed. They said 60 to 65 miles an hour. I don't know what the well, speed high, limit is there. Highway, sure, that's but right. anywhere 55 to 65 is usually the normal. So I don't think he was going at an excessive rate of speed. But Which also lends to the whole torture thing, too. He's sitting there. He just got tortured. And he's trying to get away. And he's like, okay, seatbelt on 10 and 2, 65 miles an hour. Don't do anything crazy. Blend in. Blend in with the traffic. Go with the flow of traffic. Everything's fine. They're watching me right now. I'm certain they're watching me right now. See what I'm saying? Yeah. But then why did he drive for however many yards up the middle median? I don't know. Unless he blacked out when he came to. He was like, oh shit, I'm in the median. Got himself through the light post and then got have, back on the highway. He might not have blacked out because he blacks out. He might have blacked out from like blood loss. Like he's like mm-hmm. fucking woozy and then just like drifted over. And, was like, and let's, no, get let's back. not forget the amputated pinky that they can't say for certain happened during the wreck. I don't think they ever found the tip of the pinky. <laughs> he's driving and saw his pinky. He's like, sweet baby Christ. Okay. You've been through worse. You've been through worse. Everything's going to be okay. God, my chest is fucking killing me. What the fuck? And then, boom. So, so it's either two things. Either it was deliberately cut off, or it happened in the wreck, which just goes to prove that they didn't bother searching the car as thoroughly as they should have, because surely you would have found the fucking pinky tip. I right? think, in my opinion, I think it's one of two things. Just in my opinion, I think he was tortured and died from pure shock of how bad... He was, his condition was, and that led to his death. Or this is probably to date the most elaborate suicide (laughs) ever attempted by man. It's just like, why? And of all ways to kill yourself, to wreck yourself, not into a tree head on. No, he clipped another tree and then it spun his car out of control into a second tree. He had to have really like... Plan this shit out geometrically and physic-wise to make that happen if you really wanted to kill himself. You know, if if a judge... You know how judges are always like, you know... They'll always Ha-ha, listen. I'm a judge. Yeah. You, you know. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> you know how, like, judges... Are, I declare this should be a homicide. <laughs> this shenanigans. <laughs> like how, like, lawyers and... A judge... Uh, I guarantee you, a judge will always listen to you if you're a lawyer and you say... Well, if you look at the case of 
V. You'll find. Okay. A judge will always hear that. Mm-hmm. If I was a judge, I'd be like, you know what? Each life is individual. Each life is precious. Each death is individual. No two things are alike. But I challenge you. Find this one. Find in the books. a suicide <laughs> where somebody surgically removed their nipples. Find one. If you find one, I'll shut up. <laughs> Hesitation marks? Sure. I've seen them all the time. Find one where a dude or a woman cut off their nipples and then drove to their death. If you do that, then hey, yeah, it was a suicide. I'll have no choice but to say it was a suicide. Yeah. If I were a judge. This whole thing is just so bizarre. I feel very proud of myself. I'm proud of you, too. It's a really good... I'm kind of a dullard. So this one kind of... kind of I kind of came through on this one. Yeah, this one's pretty good. I'm going to keep referring to this. Maybe just Billy like, solved the case. Just like a lawyer. Well, if you refer back to episode 21, part 2, you'll find that around an hour in, I came to a pretty good fucking hypothesis. Theory. See, I'm not smart. <laughs> I think it's a very good theory. Thank you. Here, bring it in. I was prepared to sit here and say, I don't know what the fuck happened for those two hours that he was missing, but his actual cause of death it can't. It can't. It can't be called suicide. It can't. I know in two hours you could cut a man's chest open and take off his fucking nipples. <laughs> Drive him up the highway. I, I act like I did this last Tuesday. Maybe you can't. I don't know, but it seems like two hours would be enough time to cut off two little nipples. I mean, there's what did he do for those two hours? Nobody. Scream and I mean, scream is and there scream. anybody that you know saw him driving? Saw him stop anywhere? Um, saw his car parked anywhere? I mean, for two hours he was just off the grid. Nobody knows what happened, and then he reappears on the highway. And I don't know that we'll ever know what exactly happened during those two hours. And, and it would be easy for the higher-ups to write it off as a suicide because, like, look, dude, he's been acting kind of weird and anxious. He's incontinent, so the whole, like, diaper thing is totally taken care of. Which is still bizarre because why the fuck would he have a baby diaper shoved down his pants? He's a he's a doctor, so something surgically removed wouldn't be too far removed of thought. He's a psychologist. He's, he's not a medical doctor. Well, you don't know what they do. <laughs> and, and they're like you know he he married a a licensed a trained sorry sex therapist and i think he has about 37 life insurance policies so <laughs> let's just go ahead and fucking say it with all this shit that's in his life right now is so unbelievable that if we say it's a suicide they'd have to believe it because why the fuck not this shit's weird enough as it is and this all happened the day after they just put a down payment on a brand new house $600,000 house, right? Why would you do that and, you know, kind of make everything finalized if you're just going to turn around and kill yourself the next morning? First thing the next morning. Like, wake up, get out of bed, get dressed, and bye, honey. I'm going to go kill myself now. Do you have your nipples? <laughs> Sit tight, because it's going to be a doozy. I mean, it just, it doesn't make sense. Oh, I misspoke. <laughs> I could I said it could have been, it must have been torture or the most elaborate suicide in the world. Uh-huh. Nobody yet has given mention to the double dog dare. <laughs> he might have lost a coin toss. He could have. <laughs> so that could happen too. Yeah. One of those, I bet you won't. So it would still then be accidental. It was, it was a white guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, go to a white guy and be like, I bet you won't do this. He'll fucking do it. <laughs> it's ingrained in us. We don't know why. Well, that's why motherfuckers go skiing and snowboarding mm-hmm. and break their bodies in half falling off a fucking cliff. I white? guarantee you it's because it's a white guy who was told, I bet you won't do it. And he did it. How do you think we discovered skydiving? Somebody said, I bet you won't just jump out this fucking thing. He was like, hold my beer and did it. <laughs> Oh. I can't explain why we do it. I just know that. I just know that this is <laughs> this for is weird. like a month now. This all has been floating around in my head, and I'm glad we're finally done with it because every time I wrote something else, I was like, "What? Why? What the fuck? Why?" I, I, I to me, this is almost <laughs> this is more perplexing than Blair. I, I'm gonna lay it out there. I don't know. Blair's fucking there's Blair's weird but Blair is fucking weird and the listeners would agree look at the downloads on Blair yeah but he didn't have his nipples cut off he wasn't duct taped he was just paranoid I know but they didn't and had a lot of money then they didn't take it I know they didn't take a thing from him okay we can't get back into Blair because the abdominal wound or injury (sighs) I can't even begin I just did a white girl Starbucks thing. Uh-huh. I can't even. You can't even. Ew. I'm sorry. Ugh. Well, I'm perplexed, and I don't even want to start on Blair again because that's a whole another wormhole. Go back to episode one and listen to that if you are one of those people that listens to a new one and then goes back to the beginning. <laughs> Hopefully you listen to the first part of this. Before you listen to this, otherwise a lot of what we said tonight probably isn't going to make any sense. I mean, how'd your car break down? You go to the gas station clerk and say you don't have the keys to the car that broke down. <sighs> Where are the keys? Why, Blair? Uh, God damn it anyway. Now my head hurts. Okay. And I have to go to bed anyway because I have to get up and work tomorrow. Let's wrap it up. We're going to wrap it up. Thanks for hanging in there, guys. Yeah. We're glad uh, you guys hung around after two weeks of suspense. If you didn't, you know, go do your homework that I gave you. Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> and you just waited to listen to us douchebags talk about it. <laughs> um, as always, we want to thank Phaser765 for the artwork for the show. And once again, new song at the end of the episode. You can find him on SoundCloud and YouTube, and he now has a Patreon to support his artwork and music, and he's been doing a lot of artwork lately, a, a digital program on his computer, yeah. right? Yeah, it's great. It's, it's really good. Computer he built. Yeah, his computer, literally, that he built piece by piece. I know, we've talked about that 50 billion times, but it's still fucking amazing. Like, it, whenever, <laughs> like if his computer ever crashes, I actually think we should bury it. <laughs> I think he will be cry- like you know what I mean. Yeah, I would totally understand him hugging the hard drive, the tower, and be like, "My baby, I get it." Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. He's just he's an amazing kid, and he actually just recently got into vinyls. I know he's so got he a- he got a, a record player for his thirteenth birthday. We now have a teenager. We're fucking old. And I acquired two huge ass home speakers mm-hmm. and we had to wire and it thumps those the up, house <laughs> and it thumps the entire house but i am proud to say he's a man after my own heart my lovely son he has been listening to my nine inch nails cds and it makes a mama proud 
He's a good, oh, he's a good boy. We did good with that him. one. He's coming around. I'm going to call his grandpa Erwin and tell him all about that shit. <laughs> his grandpa Erwin. Then he doesn't know because we don't know him. I'm going to tell him that too. I'm going to call your grandpa Erwin. <laughs> I don't have a grandpa Erwin. I'll be like, you sure? <laughs> and Geeky Clothing is still down right now, but will be up hopefully soon. Having some technical issues. I'm working that shit. <laughs> um, and I did want to read just a couple more of our reviews. Please, if you like us, go on iTunes, whatever podcast app you have, if it allows ratings or reviews. You know, can I ask a favor? Can we get a review on Stitcher? That would be nice. Because I have a, I have a Samsung Galaxy S8, and I can't look up anything on iTunes. But I can see Stitcher. I like to see one. Erica gets, Erica gets to see all the good reviews. I kind of don't. <laughs> I'd like to see a couple show up on mine. I just screenshot these so I could read a couple. And I think last episode we ended with Little, Little Monkey. Monkey. Okay. So this one is called A Dark But Funny Pod by Southern Biscuit. If you love dark humor, you'll love this podcast because they're really good at it. Thank you, Southern Biscuit. Oh, look when you screenshot it. Oh, on your birthday. My birthday. And... This other one is Leave You With Laughs by the German with a J, one. I cannot get enough of these two seriously funny and done well. The gory gals of the Color Me Dead podcast. And I've been listening to their podcast recently and it's really good. So you should check them out. But um, if you could, please, we would appreciate it if you're so inclined. Go on iTunes, wherever you can rate or review us. Give us a five-star rating. Uh, if you don't want to give us five stars, you know, give us however many you see fit. and At least tell us why, you know. Say, hey, I don't like when you do this. And we'll go, okay. Cool. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Is there anything else that we need to plug? Facebook, Twitter, of course. Martinis and the Macabre on Facebook and Instagram. There's also the fan page, Friends Who Like Martinis and the Macabre. You can check out all of our updates there um, where I usually hang out. And then if you want to go where Billy usually hangs out, it's on the tweeter. And that's martini underscore macabre. We really do like to engage with you guys. We've been getting a lot of new likes and follows on Twitter and on the Facebook page. And interacting with you guys. And it's been so much fun. And we're still waiting on the fan art of Billy shitting everywhere. Okay? Come on now. Ah, great. <laughs> we're we're patiently awaiting that. <laughs> I'm not I'm not in too big a hurry. I you, am for you for you to do that. So yeah, that's where you can find us. I did make a mistake this last episode and forgot to update the website. So I just did that the other night. Uh updated with the newest episode and it's all on there. ww.martinisandmacab.com and in between last episode and this one, we reached 25,000 total downloads. That's fucking astounding. Amazing. That's great. I woke up one morning and we had 20,000 just in the U.S. And then I looked at the number for total and we were like almost to 25. And I was like, wow, this has been, I know there's other podcasts out there that came out around the same time as us. You know, we've interacted with them on different podcast pages and stuff. And they've got, you know, four or five times the number that we have. And that's fine. Great. I'm Good. happy for them. Um, 
we're kind of a, a narrow group of people. <laughs> There's not a huge community that likes dark humor and weird, dark, macabre stories. You know, I think I think the ones I think the listeners that we have are like uh, they like awesome. us. They like us. You know, like they're <laughs> this is up their alley. I, I hope it is. And for those of you that do like it, if you know someone else that likes it or you think they might like it, tell them about us. Um, you know, send them a link to our website or say, hey, listen to this and shove an earbud in their fucking ear. I don't know. Just make something happen. Connect it to your car and have it play while you're driving on a road trip and lock the doors. Yeah, that'll work, too. Yeah. They'll love us then. And They'll have to love us. Of, of course you heard it earlier, but listen to Bloody Murder. They're great. Yes. We told them, um, since we're doing a two-parter, we'd throw them in there a second time, too. More than happy to. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if any other podcasters out there are listening and you want to swap some uh, adverts, let us know. We're more than happy to help out fellow podcasters. And like I said before, we're proud of all of our fellow podcasters for whatever goals they're meeting. Because to us, 25,000 is something we never even thought we would reach. I don't even know 25,000 people. This is amazing. I don't know if anyone knows 25,000 people. Well, I'm not going to, you know, whatever. <laughs> I know like four. <laughs> and episodes are averaging anywhere between 800 and 1,000. So I'm thinking there's a good solid at least 800 of you that are really loyal and hang in there for every episode we love and all of you. we totally appreciate it if you're ever in indiana i'm not going to disclose our location but if you're ever in indiana stop by i'll give you a hug yeah and i'm, I'm sure not, i'm not gonna fist you and you can you know i have no problem i've you have no problem getting fisted <sighs> that Bring is it. not what i said i have no problem with people sending me personal friend requests many of our listeners have sent me friend request and we're actually friends on Facebook now. So you can find me. I don't know if you can find Billy. I'm sure you probably can through me. Yeah. But. Just find spouse. <laughs> yep. Just look for Erica Jones. That's me. And I'm more than happy to just go, okay. And you can be my Facebook friend. Well, if you want to go ahead and wrap this up, you go ahead. I'm going to get Sage ready for a walk and then I'm going to take Nugget with me. Well, I think that's all we have, isn't it? Okay. That was a lot of kisses. That's all I got. Anything else you need to throw in there? Have a great night. Be safe. Yes, absolutely. And stay tuned for in two more weeks, we'll come at your ear holes again. With part three. I don't fucking with No, there's no more to this that we can possibly come up with. <laughs> all right, guys. Take care. Be safe. And we'll talk to you in two weeks.